House of Run podcast. What are you into these days? Mostly running, Howard. Running. Yeah. Look at Bill! Look at Bill! Coming on! Coming on! I'm not thinking about making the team. I'm thinking about gold in Munich. What can I say? I got beat by a zebra. Starts now. Welcome back to the House of Run podcast. I'm Kevin. He's Jason. House of Run at gmail.com is our email address. We're on Twitter at House of Run. 202-495-1137 is our voicemail line. It's the week that Jason's been waiting for. And I know I used that introduction eight times throughout the year. Shows you the fleeting interest of my co-host. It is Commonwealth Games Weekend. Jason, how are you feeling? Yeah, it is Commonwealth. I am uh, I'm excited. Be honest. Yeah. It's you know, it's it's not uh obviously, you know, like it's it, there's some big names, um, a few, but not like many more than your normal like diamond leagues mm-hmm. would kind of have. So it's fine and like it's not like a bad meet by any means, but um yeah, trying to sell it as, you know, hey, there's no championship here, but there is a Commonwealth games, it, it might be might be hard to to push that. We got some emails and tweets about that topic, like last year when we're like, oh, get ready for 2018. It's going to be a little rough. And like, guys, you're forgetting about the Commonwealth Games. And guess what? We're still here. (laughs) We don't forget. And it had the potential to be great, obviously, as most track meets do. But you're right. It's like a Diamond League in April in Australia-ish. Yeah, because even, you know, obviously not all countries are part of the Commonwealth, um, but you have enough to, to put together some, you know, some great fields. Uh, you yeah. know, probably the biggest star, I mean, you have probably what, Elaine Thompson, Sean and Miller, uh, Semenya, like you have like some big names in there, obviously, but I'd say the biggest stars in the Commonwealth are some combination of Wade Van Kirk, Andre de Grasse, mm-hmm. um, you know, a couple of the names I mentioned. Asbel Kiprop. Asbel Kiprop. Like, so it, it, we're just, you're missing, you're missing enough of them. And then even of, you know, the people who are healthy and, and, and could be there are, are necessarily there. So it's, so it, like I said, it's, it's a fine meet and it's, you know, it'll Mo still be Farrah? some. Yeah, oh Farrah yeah, Mo Farrah would be pretty good. Um, be pretty fun. Let's put together, after we recap the week. Yeah. And we preview Commonwealth. Let's put together a hypothetical Commonwealth. Okay. Like if every, and if everybody showed up Commonwealth. Right games yeah that could be good because my issue is not with the idea of the meet no rather it's fun it's it's track so a lot of times people don't show up and there are some nations that like other than the u.s it's a pretty strong like it's like you wouldn't you could put some field to fields together that would look like olympic finals just with the countries that are there yeah, absolutely. Yeah, U.S. is obviously a, a big hit just because there's so many events where the U.S. is very mm-hmm. good in. Um, you know, if you had Ethiopia in there, that could make a huge difference in the distance Ooh. stuff. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, the, the list of, you know, countries in here, like there's a lot of powerhouses, a lot of really, really great, you know, possibilities. So, mm-hmm. And there's also... The Solomon Islands. I don't know. They probably <laughs> yes. I do. I don't know exactly. I, I, where are the Solomon Islands? Can you tell, can you educate me, Kevin? Wherever Dwayne Solomon says they are. Oh, There's okay. a country called Jer. What's Jersey? There's a country on here called Jersey too. Oh, it's in the Channel Islands between England and France. Oh, okay. That's 
It's known for its beaches, cliffside walking trails, inland valleys, and historic castles. It sounds awesome. They have. They are, according to this document I found, they're sending 33 people to the Commonwealth Games. I don't know how many people on track, but Jersey will be represented not by DJ Polly D. Let's recap the weekend, though, shall we? Y- yes, please. I was out at the Texas Relays here in Austin, my first Texas Relays experience, which was a whole bunch of fun. I got my first track sunburn of the year, unfortunately. Mm. Other than that, other than that, it went swimmingly. Um, but there were two other big meets in the United States, and I guess worldwide, too. Like The big three competitions over the weekend were Texas Relays, Florida Relays, and the Stanford Invitational. I pulled out six performances here. Okay. And I don't know if so we need to necessarily rank. We could rank them, I guess, in terms of impressiveness, or we could just discuss them and you could say – what comes to mind mm. when you when you hear the performance? Like what words, phrases, predictions, thoughts, feelings, mm. conflict, emotions. It's like it's like an inkblot Co- test, but with just you telling me uh, what someone did. Yeah, are you are you good with that? Yeah, that Come, sounds that sounds fair. Okay, I didn't cut cut you off guard here. Uh, no, I'm there's ready. only six. So I just feel like if we rank them, it's. Sydney McLaughlin versus you know it's a different event. It's yeah, it's so. it's tough, and there were yeah some very very impressive performances. But you said Sydney McLaughlin, and that might have been my number one, regardless. Okay, so Jason is going to rank them. <laughs> I mean, like if you, but like yeah, you know, we won't do the ranking thing. But you said Sydney McLaughlin and chill out, Sydney. I mean, that's my that's my immediate reaction to the ink blot is chill out. <laughs> I like my immediate reaction to the ink blot is that would be ranked number one yes. next. <laughs> Okay, so Sydney goes fifty oh seven in the four hundred. Yeah, number two collegiate time ever in season. Number two performer inside uh, the collegiate season. People have run uh, faster than outside, but inside the season, it's only Courtney O'Colo who ran forty nine seven in season. Uh, the day before, she ran fifty oh seven. She ran twenty two thirty nine in the two hundred, and then at the end of the meet in the four by four, she split forty nine forty five. So it sounds like your your association with this is Sydney. Chill out. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's ridiculous. Like I had very high expectations for Sydney McLaughlin coming in. I mean, she's you know a prodigy basically, and you know she's closest we're getting to Allison Felix. Um, mm-hmm. You know, post Allison Felix, uh, and so I thought she you know she'd go under fifty this year, which is really close to happening. Ooh. And feel really good about that happening in a field where she's uh, not the best in the field. Mm-hmm. Um, she, it's, she did this, I, I guess it was still March when this happened. Yeah, probably. It was. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she did it in March. She ran 50 07, split a 49 four ran good in the 200. I, I, I don't know what else you even have to say with that. She's obviously still crazy young. I mean, her, I, I thought she was going to be great in the four anyway. Um, yeah, but you know, it, even just let's, skip how great she is already next year like she's a metal favorite in my head for for the 400 the four my the thing i thought of is embarrassment of riches because now what do you do if you're her 5007 there's very few people who can run that in an open four and we already know that she's really good in the 400 hurdles but which direction and she's probably she's probably gonna be even now that she has 5007 speed yeah she's probably even better la- than she was last year in the, the foreign hurdles logic would dictate that mm-hmm. but then what do you do 
do you skip the do you skip the four hundred hurdles this year and just focus on the four? Does she give up the four hundred hurdles entirely until she's run run its course? Like the four hundred has run its course because that is a time that's a diamond league time. That's an Olympic final time, and it was run in the end of March. Yeah, that's and that. I mean, I guess you could you could you know make arguments. Okay, so the four hundred hurdles. I mean, either way, the 400, 400 hurdles, you, you have a brutal team to make in the U.S., but I, I would like her odds either way in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess you could say, you maybe make the argument, hey, she'll have a better chance at gold in the 400 hurdles because she doesn't have to go against Shawnee Miller, uh, who is okay. also super young and insanely good. Like, you could put Allison Felix on that list still, too, if you want, Which, but eventually Allison Felix is going to slow down and she's getting older. Yeah. So, like, she, she's at least, you know, on her way out a little bit. Um, yeah. So her her biggest you know competition you you'd think I mean it could be a colo but you know Miller is obviously the the giant in those um, in those events uh, but I mean the four hundred is just a much more prestigious event than the four hundred hurdles uh, mm-hmm. I mean just not on the show where we give the four hundred hurdles very little respect but just just in uh, general it's gonna change if she runs it that's that true changes yeah <laughs> the event was crazy last year at least at the U S trials yeah they had the the deepest race ever. But it it begs the question of what what she's going to do, and it's not like oh maybe she has more potential in the four hundred if she just no like right now with this time she's in that conversation. So do you want to interfere with that? Do you want to muck that up? Do you want to muddy the waters at all, or do you just want to say go? The other thing I wonder too is how much of this is she just was in really good shape for indoors, and then she's carrying it over. Regardless, it's a fifty oh seven. But I wonder what the improvement is going to be from now until june yeah i mean that's fair you're already you're already counting your prediction as in the bank because you said she was going to be the what second woman under 20 to break 50 was that it uh or or eight, maybe 18 or nine, under 19 i can't remember what exactly it was but yeah it I'll, was, go, I'll go look at the it was something because that weird german athlete in 1978 or whatever it was and her um but yeah, I mean, it, it, you bring up a good point. She isn't, you know, she was running great times at indoors. So it's not like she's just starting her season and running 50.07. Um, yeah. But she split a couple 49s already in relays. She's run 50 low indoors and outdoors now. Um, mm-hmm. I'd be surprised. I'm not saying, oh, but, you know, she should run 49.5 by the end of the year. But I would expect her to break 50 by the end of this year. Just, you know, you get her the right race and the right competition. I, I, I just, I don't think that would be surprising at all. And she's 18. Like she just, yeah, I know, you know, the, Hey, the 400 today is a young man's young woman's game. That's fine. Um, I don't know if it's that young of a man's or woman's game. Like she should still have some improvement curve over the next, not even this year. Let's say the next year and a half. Yeah. Well, there's a 13 year old in Jamaica who wants a word with you, Jason. <laughs> probably run. <laughs> and then like a 12 year old in Florida who's running 45. Right. Uh, I'm looking up your prediction here. Tilostapaja, however you say that website that I can never pronounce, but I love it. Tilostapaja? Is is that how? Is that the right? I don't know. I forget every year. Okay, she'll become. Your prediction was Sidney Bachman will become the second youngest to break 50. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, and, yeah. You said basically she'll be on Forbes's top two 19 under 50 issue. Yes. Of the year exactly which uh yeah do you have the who was the youngest again i think she was german but i could be wrong she was german you're absolutely right and you didn't pronounce her name correct before nope and we made a joke about it (laughs) all right next performance 
Gwen Jorgensen, 31.55 in the 10,000 at the Stanford Invitational. She won the race, and this backs up her 15.15 that she ran in the 5,000 indoors when she debuted. She's training with the Bowerman Track Club, which contains Shalane Flanagan, Emily Enfeld, Colleen Quigley, Kate Grace, basically most good women in the United States. Yep. Or or a large share of them. What was your what are we calling this? Ink blot test on this one? <laughs> Rorschach test, I guess. Um, there you go. Yeah, I honestly, yeah, thirty one fifty. She yeah, the the five K was really impressive. The ten K is I don't know if it's more it's it's equally as impressive, maybe. In that it's in the If same- you look at yeah, if you look at the converters, I think the fifteen fifteen is slightly better is worth is worth more, but Yeah, so I mean they're they're close though, but they're both great and you know she's still working her way back from being pregnant and everything so she's looking very very good obviously um still the 10k is so far away from the marathon obviously yeah so i i think before when we were initially talking about it, i said you know hey maybe she can get into that like maybe she could break 230 and get in, like the high 220s and that would be awesome like that would be super yeah. impressive uh and i still think that's a reasonable outlook for her. Um, she certainly could be better than that. Uh, I still, you know, I, I know it's been like, Hey, she wants to win the gold in the marathon in 2020. That's yeah. obviously a, an extremely, extremely high bar. I mean, if, if she makes the marathon team in 2020, that is huge. Amazing. Yeah. That, that, that would be, I'd say a massive victory and probably more than just about everybody outside of her expected. And that's the word I wrote down, expectations, because she has the expectations. She has the goal of of winning gold. I don't think most people who talk about running and follow running, like when she said that thought, oh, yeah, there's a good chance of that happening. That'll definitely happen. But she's exceeded expectations so far in these two races. What I wonder, though, is the these races are closer to what she ran when she ran triathlons, right? Cause she did Olympic distance where there was a 10 K at the end. Right. Not, not a mar- Like she wasn't a person who was churning out Ironmans, right? The, the, the events she was doing were as long as a marathon, but they involved three different disciplines, mm-hmm. but the running, the running portion was sh- closer to this. And I, I wonder if that's impacting what distance when she moves to be a runner full time, what distance she'll be best at because she sure looked good. And I think she'll, she'll be fine in the marathon. I wonder like if you had two identical Gwen Jorgensen's and one's just focused on the 10,000 and one's focused on the marathon. Yeah. I wonder which one would end up beating the other. Or not, not beating the other, but the but be more successful. Yeah. Yes, one of them would DNF. <laughs> yeah, which one? Which one could reach higher heights within the United States, or which one could reach higher heights within, in the world? And I'd also like to see her. This like this year, USA's like if it was a global championship, and you had Flanagan, Huddle, Hase, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, Sisson, Enfeld in the 10,000 on the track at USA's. I'd love to see her in that group just to see where she would fit in. Yeah. No, I, I, which we probably won't get to see. Yeah, probably not, but it's, it is, it is really intriguing. Yeah. And I, I just have no idea. Yeah. I mean, she could maybe the marathon, if the marathon is her best event, she's going to be 
really good at it. Um, yeah. I mean, like, cause based on what she's, you know, doing in the five and 10 and doing after, you know, a, such a, a long layoff, it's going to be, she, like I said, she would be really great at, I, I have no idea if the, if the marathon is going to be her best or not. Um, you know, the, the more she runs well, just the more, yeah, intrigued I am. But, uh, I, I, I still, I've really adjusted my, my thoughts from before. So stand pat. Yeah. Where I think, Hey, That's I fun. think she can run out of two thirty, and I don't think she's probably one of the three best American marathoners. Um, but that's with very, very limited knowledge of her. I, you know, wouldn't have thought that about most runners who aren't like stars at the yeah. five and 10 going up to the marathon. Like Hase, I wouldn't have said was one of the, would have been one of the three best marathoners. Like I thought she would have mm-hmm. done pretty well at it, but she immediately exceeded expectations. So who knows? Also, the psychology is interesting. She's coming from being a gold medalist. Yeah. She's like, hey, okay, cool. I'm gonna put my mind to this, and then I'm gonna do it. And I think there's something scary if you're her opponent. There's something scary about <laughs> that, just like supreme confidence of, oh, she thinks she can do anything because she's reached the pinnacle of one sport. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's gonna try to get it. Now the marathon, the marathon tells no lies, right? right? Like I mean, every you, you can't you can't fake a marathon. So whether if she succeeds or fails, it's not gonna be just because of that. But that that certainly probably plays into how she sets her her goals but so much can change between i mean we're talking about 2020 yeah so much can change between now i mean we assume flanagan's not going to still be racing yeah by then yeah it's it's up in the air i guess at this point but we assume huddle will be going for the marathon then yes but you know we assume Hase will still be running the marathon and will be fit and healthy but we don't know any of those things i mean amy hastings like a lot a lot of stuff can change in a short period of time our third topic yeah mondo duplantis 5.92 meters in the pole vault i was there yeah there was a it was a raucous pole vault cl- crowd there uh, at ut actually actually it was i, mean, I no, i believe no, it i mean that i mean you have first of all i mean a high school kid doing that but then la villain and and bar like that's like a loaded mm-hmm. field and you have this high school kid competing against you know some of the best in the world like this is i think this is the best again i'm not ranking these but i'm going to rank this one right here like this is the best argument to Cindy mclaughlin as far as impressiveness because he's still in high school okay i think right yeah and he beat barbara last year he won the meet last year when he went 590 and then he pr'd again yeah I, I don't th- I don't think he's ever beaten Renault, but yeah you're going to I mean this is like if Sydney's racing Felix and Shawnee Miller, right? And then or you know she's racing, racing Dilla Muhammad and she's getting just like out leaned, right? Basically, which is probably mainly the case. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I mean he's just. And seeing it in person, he like looks like a regular high schooler. Yeah, which just has like to be like surreal to watch. He's yeah. Then I guess to, I'll steal your word and say surreal is what I thought of because he looks like he's gonna be late for AP Chem, <laughs> right? <laughs> like like he and he ran in Louisiana. He ran in the a hundred last week, and he ran like ten six nine or something like that. Like he's an elite level high school one hundred meter runner. Uh, I mean, if you're running ten sixes in in high school in the hundred, you're gonna win a lot of state meets. Yeah. Um, 
you know, not going to California or Florida, but don't let that detract from the fact of how good that time is. But he doesn't look like that at all. And he's, he's a pole vaulter. Um, so to have that sort of speed, I guess it just goes to show you, you know, technique is great. And he has obviously phenomenal technique, but there's also a bunch of other physical tools that he has, but he just, he look he still looks like a kid, yeah. which I think is a, I think is a good sign for his future because as he, mat- as it's not like, Oh, he's succeeding at such a young age because he had this like rapid growth and maturity at like 12. Right. Yeah. He doesn't look like LeBron James did in high school where you're just like, right. Oh, that guy's 30. Like what is this? Yeah. Okay. No wonder he's really yeah. great. He still might be. Uh, let's go it's to the greatest th- name of all time. Right. I mean, Armand Mondo. Mondo Duplantis. Like that just, it's, it's perfect. Like I, if he's not successful, like I, I don't know. His parents did everything they could as far as just for name purposes. Well, they produced a ton of his brothers on the LSU baseball team. His younger sister vaults. They got a lot of athletes there. Yeah. So they did something well when it comes to, to bringing up their kids for sports. Uh, Brandon Rollins back, back in action. 1262. At the Stanford invite. That was her first race, Jason, since the Olympic gold medal run. Weird to think about. She was out all last year, suspended. Remember the three missed drug tests yeah. in 2016 um, made her ineligible for 2017. But she's she's back now. Uh, again, embarrassment of riches here because the U.S. gets another hurdler back to go with their full compliment of, of hurdles. Did you, I just assumed she had run some races post Olympics. Yeah. I would have guessed that for sure. I mean, I just, you know, sometimes the, the post Olympic post championship meets kind of run together a little bit and it's yeah mm-hmm. kind of hard to keep track because everything's winding down. But yeah, the fact she hasn't ran at all since then. Yeah. 1262 right off the, right off the bat. I mean, that's, you can't make the U S team with that, but you could beat just about anybody else, um, running that. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be, um, yeah, just an, like I said, an embarrassment of riches. I mean, I don't know what else, what else you do with the, the, the women's high hurdles and maybe McLaughlin should just really focus on the high hurdles. I think that'd be the best use of her time. <laughs> Blessing Okabare at the Texas relays, ten seven two. She had a plus 2.7 wind. Mm, the old Andre de Grasse time. Okay. Well, I was four. I was four. Well, and only, f- was it four or five? I wrote this up for the the flow track post that I did on, on Monday, the pro recap. There's only been a handful of women who have run that under any conditions, even even windy races. Right. So it does put her in, in elite company and, the word I think about is woo, because when she moved ahead of everybody, the crowd, pretty packed house there at UT. It was like a woo. And she won by 0.27 over Micaiah Briscoe of LSU, who's in shape and a very good sprinter in her own right. Yeah. So that's why I'm not – it's not like one of those races where everybody ran 10-7, and you're like, okay, it's the wind. Like you know, It's just a crazy wind. The fact that she won by that much – uh, it warranted the woo. Yeah, and that's, that's, what, that's what I think. I, yeah, ten seven two. Like, I mean, it's obviously it's it's windy, but it, it wasn't absolutely insane wind. Um, mm-hmm. And Okabara is. I just googled her because I was like, man, she feel like she's been around forever. 
but she's 29. So it's not like, yeah, you know, it's, I guess, unless you're Usain Bolt, you're not basically leaving the sport at that point. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, she's, she looked, she's looked, obviously looked good for a while. I mean, it's going to be, I mean, you know, Thompson still, I, you know, I think is the most talented and sprinter in the world when she's going right. Um, but there seems to be a lot of, um, what about when she's going left? It's, because it's a good point. Um, but a lot, there seems to be a lot of like hiccups that happen with Thompson, whether they're yes. injuries or whatever is happening, running, um, running in flats. Yeah. So whatever, you know, kind of weird stuff is happening with, I mean, when she's like I said, when she's right, I think she's basically unbeatable. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, El Gabara could, could maybe be the, be the number two. I mean, there's, there's still obviously Bowie and shippers and whoever else, but Tulu, Tulu. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of flats, Gwen Jorgensen, we didn't mention it, ran in flats in that 10,000. Oh, well, I, no spikes. I guess getting used to the going, going for the marathon. So she just said, I'm not going to mess with spikes. Getting that 4%. It's, it's, that's key. Jason, there's a cushioned midsole fiberglass upper. By the way, we got a, we got a tweet from someone who is an urban planner willing to come on and talk zoning permits. Yes. So. Finally. The show finally gets lucky and what we were aiming for. I, I uh, I'm totally down. Just Jason would quit though. So. <laughs> hey, I can. I, if I'm on vacation or something, you know, you feel free. Yeah. You guys, you guys zone it up. Not since. Zone? Not since amortization has there been such something I'm so interested in. No, I think that I thought the shoe technology. Was... Yeah, that's true. I hated shoes a lot more than amortization. I think you could get into shoes. I just, just the 4% thing, like, was just uh, beating my head against the wall. Like, no, it does not make a 4% difference. It's so obvious it does not make a 4% difference. Stop making up things. Yeah. Or does it? (laughs) Okay. Uh, Last one from this weekend. Christian Taylor ran 45-48 in the 400 at the Texas Relays. I mean, he ran 45-17 in 2014. So no stranger to running fast 400s. Um, The word I thought of was decathlon. (laughs) <laughs> because I think you get running damn good decathlon. Yeah, that would be. I would definitely let's throw that in the dream eight because I would. I would like to see that. Yeah, Christian Taylor. Be I mean, being a full time four hundred guy, um, would I'm sure he could probably get in the forty four mid, maybe even forty four low. Um, mm-hmm. Fortunately, he's a lot better doing what he does. You know, that would put him as a very good but not medalist four hundred meter runner, and he should probably just stick to what he's doing because he's way better at that. I agree. It's fun though. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it. I mean it's great. It's still forty five four, just like when it's not your event and you're just kind of doing it. Like, yeah, he's crazy talented. He's got Eaton level. Well, he's a. Cl- I think he's one of the closer people to Eaton. Nobody's gonna be Eaton, right? But he's one of the closer people to him. Yeah, as far as just freak athletes, that's probably true. Well, Grant Hall is another one, right? For Florida, yeah, like long jump. Got that covered. Ran. What did he split in the four hundred? Yeah, in that four by four, something. Yeah, I can't. Remember I mean, something crazy. Point. But we we didn't. Rye Benjamin ran split forty three or forty four low or something. So it looked like he wasn't going that fast. So he's got he was in the, the high hurdles and the indoors, which was yeah. Yeah, but Holloway is like elite in four events: yeah. high hurdles, long jump, triple jump, four by four. Yeah. I just wanted to be That's, good in one. That was it, and couldn't even do that. So. <laughs> He's definitely not good in the high hurdles. Yeah. <laughs> Hasn't lost a championship since he's been in college. Okay, that was the weekend. It's a pretty good weekend. Let's talk. Yeah, 
for sure. Pretty good weekend. We got, you know, you have the overlapping of the pros and the collegians, which is always fun to watch because you get overly excited sometimes about the collegians and then overly down on the pros. But it was a good weekend. Spread out between several meets, but not too many meets either. Wasn't wasn't too hard to track it down. This weekend, internationally, Commonwealth Games mentioned going on in Australia. Before we throw together our hypothetical, what the Commonwealth Games potentially could have looked like, let's talk about who is there. So we have McQuala entered, zooming in the two and the four. The start lists were hard to find. This, yeah, I'm on like their website, which is maybe like the worst organized as far as like actually saying like who's running in what event. It's it's Mm -hmm. complete chaos. Like it's garbage. So we have McQuala, Blake, Elaine Thompson, Semenya, we believe, is competing. Uh, Shawnee Miller, I believe, is competing. Katarina Johnson-Thompson is competing. And then Sally Pearson is complete, competing. Yeah, so that's like a good... Uh, I mean, obviously, that's that's a good amount of stars. Like, can't really argue with that. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, the, 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 you know, the big depth isn't really there um, as far as, you know, I'm sure pretty much all those people you named are going to win their events mostly pretty yeah. easily. Um, but, but yeah, it, it's, like I said, it's just kind of, uh, kind of another meet because uh, like a diamond, like a di- you know, not just like a random meet that has one race that we're going to watch, but like multiple races. McWalla, obviously this is really interesting. And Thompson, we already talked about her, but, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm intrigued by this, but yeah, it's 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 a little missed opportunity. Do you just want to plug in the? Oh, before we plug in the the hypotheticals, Russell Crowe is tweeting at Sally Pearson. Yeah, you were so that's, telling me about that's this big Commonwealth before, before big recording, Commonwealth which I was kind of blown away by. Let me break this down. Okay. So the first tweet: Come on, Sally Pearson, you can do it. At, he said, come on, at Sally Pearson. She replied, I'll do it for you, mate, with a couple emojis. And then hashtag most famous tweet. She missed an opportunity to tweet or hashtag most famous tweet to make. I think that would oh, be, be- cross <laughs> And then Russell responded with, we need you, Sally. Heroes are hard to find around these parts these days. Mm. It's like not since I was in Gladiator has there been someone so brave as you. <laughs> The other big Sally Pierce Commonwealth news when I googled her name in Commonwealth Games is apparently she was not selected to be the flag bearer, and that's a big deal. So who is the flag bearer? That's the question. Uh, that's a good question. I don't believe it's a track and field athlete. It is because I feel like Sally Pearson is like super beloved in Australia, like as she should be. Um, maybe I'm, you know, I I don't I don't live in Australia. I've never been to Australia, uh, but it seems like you know she's she's pretty pretty damn popular there, and yeah. It's Mark Knowles. Okay. Who I've is heard that name before, I think, but I do not know what he does. Well, it says he's a professional tennis coach and performer tennis performer professional tennis player. No, that doesn't sound like someone I would know then. Like K N O L L or K N O W L E S. Field hockey. Field hockey captain. Okay, That's then I definitely did not know who he was. You don't know him from field hockey? So he got the he got the nod, I guess, huh? Okay. He was, well, he's been competing since 04. He's 34 years old. 
He was a part of their gold medal winning team in the 04 Olympics and then their bronze medal teams in 08 and 12. Most recently, they won gold at the Oceana Cup in Sydney, just dominating Oceana, which is a field hockey power. Yeah, of course. Everybody knows that. But he, yeah, he, he got it, which I don't I don't know flag-bearing roles is a big deal, but... I don't know. I mean, especially after Pearson came back and won gold last year, like, that was... Mm-hmm. that. If that doesn't deserve a flag, I don't know what does. <laughs> I agree. I'm not as mad about this as probably some people are, but I, I, I'm conf- slightly confused. I mean, hey, field hockey might be massively popular in Australia, and running might be probably more than the U.S., but maybe not that much. Well, I'm not really yeah. sure. Uh, but uh, are you saying that we're talking about something we have no knowledge? Uh, of? That sounds like what our podcast should be called. But well, <laughs> the problem is we have listeners who are interested in literally everything, so we'll get a field hockey explanation and a Mark and a Mark Knowles like running connection. That's true. Like ac- actually, Mark Knowles's twin brother Steve Knowles <laughs> was a eight ninety eight ninety two competitor in the. <laughs> I was waiting for an eight ninety two. Like, was that going to be yeah. a time or a mark? I was, I was really curious. I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say in the discus, but that didn't make any sense. Nope, definitely not. And then I was going to, I was going to go pole vault. Like, nope, too high. Uh, triple jump too far. Man, you really box yourself in there. Eight ninety two is is tough. Long jump too far. Yep. Yeah. Too fast for the hundred. Yep. You, you were really just just in that perfect wheelhouse. They, the they run the 80 meter there and or the 90 meter and 892. Steve Knowles. Oh, you know what I was going to say? I was going to say 819 steeplechase. That's what I was Okay. Gonna say. I can get behind that. Which worked. But I feel like we would have known if he was an 819 steeplechase. Yeah. Probably. It wasn't obscure enough. It should have been like a 919 steeplechase. Mm. Can we record this part again? Can we, can we go back <laughs> time and do that? All right. Let's put together the hypotheticals here, though. So we looked at all the countries who were eligible to compete in the Commonwealth Games. Yep. And we, we wanted to put together the best fields if they actually showed up. So following the three country rule, three athletes per country rule, we put together some fields here. So for example, like the 200, you could have McWalla because Botswana is eligible. Absolutely. DeGrasse because Canada is eligible. Van Niekerk and Munyai from South Africa. Jareem Richards from Trinidad and Tobago. Johan Blake from Jamaica. You could throw in somebody from, you know, England in there as well, like an Adam Jamili. So you could get a you get a really nice feel, like the men's fifteen hundred. Uh, you could get Nick Willis in there. Yeah. Chris O'Hare, Josh Kerr, Asbel Kiprop, you know, uh, Caleb Indiku or uh, Elijah Manigoy. You could you could put together a good fifteen hundred field. As well, yeah. I mean, you could so what, you could load up the distance events with you know the three Kenyans and make a pretty and, decent and field. Mo Farah with <laughs> Mo Farah and Mo Farah, uh, yeah, with like with any of the distance. Um, let's see. I mean, I, I mean, go out. You know, if you have the men's two, then obviously the men's four, you can make pretty pretty solid as well. You could have Van Niekirk, McWalla, Debe, Gardner, um, mm. Dream Richards, and then whatever. Like, there's always I feel like three different Jamaicans who are good in the 400, but it's not the same three yeah. Jamaicans every year. For some reason, they like kind of rotate. So whichever three you want okay. to pick, Allen, Gay, Morris, I think were the three who were the best last year. Um, yeah. Women's middle distance could be pretty solid. Um, like eight and fifteen. I mean, you have Semenya could obviously do both. 
I could plug Muir in both, even though, you know, it's not totally an 800 meter runner, but whatever. Uh, but Wambui, she is now right. Wambui in the eight, um, uh, sharp and Bishop, you could throw in the eight, um, whoever else from Kenya. You have Obiri drop down in the 15. Yeah. 15 with Kipyagon, Chibet. You give me, you give me Mir, Semenya and three Kenyans. I'm there. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the, that's enough right there. So, so yeah, you could certainly like, obviously, you know, and, and there, there's, that's just more on the higher end. Like there's some really good, like kind of more middle of the road people who could fill out the races and, and, you know, make them kind of more competitive through, through eight or 10 or 15 or 20 or whatever you want it to do. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's just, it's obviously hard to get, I mean, Vandy Kirk's injured. So, you know, obviously can't really do anything with that. Um, Five could be good too if you had if, theoretically, if you had Farah still racing on the track or the ten right. So you have Farah, he shows up just to do some marathon training or something. You have Farah Mohamed from Canada. Oh yeah, absolutely. He, he, he could get in there. Yeah, I mean he's he's a he's a you know top level guy in the five and ten, and then you could put in the the, the three Kenyans there would be pretty good. You're just in a lot of these. You're like just missing the United States. Yeah, I mean, and really, like, if you, all of a sudden, if you could throw or Ethiopia, one, two, or three, yeah, uh, yeah, Americans or Ethiopians or both. I mean, that, 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 I mean, then at that point, you're basically talking about you know world championship Olympic level fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you can, yeah, if you can find an event that doesn't it is fine without the U.S., Ethiopia, Germany, France, right? Then you're then you're pretty good. Do they have, uh, is, are unauthorized neutral athletes part of the Commonwealth? I always forget. No, but they should be because they're, 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 I like how you call them unauthorized athletes because they're authorized, but Authorized neutral, I always forget what it is. Well, but it's funny because Russia theoretically was (laughs) unauthorized in their actions, which led to authorized athletes. That's all very confusing. Yeah, I always forget how how it works. A&A, I should remember I think, I think this will be. You know, this will get a lot of attention and a lot of hype in these countries because it is a championship where people are competing for their country. But yeah, like uh, yeah, South Africa, you know, we talked about how many great sprinters they have. Trinidad and Tobago. Nigeria has good sprinters as well. Yeah. There's a lot. And then what's interesting for, you know, Great Britain isn't competing as Great Britain. It's England. It's Wales. It's Scotland. It's Northern Ireland. Yeah. So if there ever were an event where three were too few for Great Britain and uh, or the UK, then this would allow them. I mean, imagine if the United States split into three parts right. and you had, so you had the, Western, you had Midwest, sen- and East. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then for a championship, they could send three of each. Man, the women's hundred hurdles. Oh, awesome. Just insane. <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet. Uh, so that's this weekend. We'll we'll break it down next weekend. I know our Laura's not going right because she has veterinary school. That's right. Yep, I remember that and veterinary school exams. And we'd already mentioned about DeGrasse and obviously Van Niekerk is still on the mend. And then we're not we're not sure about uh, Kenya. Willis is not going to be there. He got banged up after indoors. It's on you, Jersey. It's 
It's on you to bring this home. Right? It's all about Jersey and what was that other one we said? Solomon Islands. Uh, yes. Dwayne Solomon Islands. Uh, those are in the South Pacific. Is that right? Uh, that's a good question. The Solomon Islands. Oops. I believe that's what I believe that's Solomon right. Islands is uh, a sovereign country consisting of six major islands or in Oceania. Uh, line east oh, of Papua New Guinea. So, uh, yeah, that's South Pacific. Yeah. All right. Boom. Yeah, and a lot of the... Anytime you're involving most of the Caribbean, you're going to have... You're going to put together a good sprint meet. Yeah. No. Right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. So, I said, yeah, just... I mean, overall, like, yeah, the, the meet could have been even that much stronger. It'll still be a fun meet. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get some, some good performances and it'll kind of get us hyped up for what's to come. Mm-hmm. Email time? Yeah, let's do it. Houseofrun at gmail.com. Before we get to email, though, I want to give a shout out to Aaron. Came to my aid. Oh, via yeah. Twitter. I, I am bad at technology. Jason edits the show. I don't, but I had a question. And he knocked some sense into my head within the span of like 30 minutes, which is hard to do. Yeah, and, and I am far from an expert, so that that's for sure. And I've been, you know, doing the audio the best I can for the past seven plus years. Um, but yeah, Kevin, anytime he kind of has to do something, something goes wrong usually. Um, and <laughs> I, you know, and I'm not good enough at this to help either. So we, we've been trying to figure out like just, I mean, what seems basic, like dual inputs, like you should go, okay, you plug in two mics, yeah. you check a box and that should be it. But it's never quite that easy for whatever reason. But uh, yeah, Aaron. Aaron came uh, came to the rescue. Now you should be should be all set. I should be good. The problem is too, you have to do things a certain amount of time to like remember how to do it. Yeah. And when I did stuff, your your attendance record is such that I never need to really do it. That's <laughs> true. And when I do, it's very rare. So it's like starting over from scratch. And I have a parent brain now, so everything flies out once. And then the technologies evolved since the last time I've done it, but. And just another reminder that our listeners are awesome, and regardless of what question we have, there's somebody who has expertise in it and is able to break it down. Zoning, very, very simple. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to shout out to zoning, etc. Um, so this episode is brought to you by him. Absolutely, that's that's and that, that's level like that's sponsorship uh, level right there. Same same kind of thing. Yeah. So big thanks, to Aaron. Also, uh, a lot of great feedback on my son coming on the show. <laughs> Last week. Speaking of, of audio hiccups, um, I didn't plug my... Well, my son was screaming last week. Yes. But I also... One of the rare times I didn't plug my mic in. Or didn't choose the mic correctly. So it made my audio bad and it make me, made me pick up his um, screaming that much more. <laughs> Yeah, it was L- loudly. I, and I, yeah, your your audio sounded fine to me, but it wasn't until I was recording it till I realized the the audio was at a lower level um, on your side last which, week. So we should, yeah, we which should was be back not Jason. We should be back to normal. And there's no screaming, but I I appreciate everybody with comments saying good job. I think Julian's was what? one of my favorites. Uh, how he expected say? more from Asbel Mutai Kiprop Sully, totally unprofessional. I'll, you know. When we do it, when it's not his bedtime and he's screaming, yeah, that's the worst bring, worst I'll, case, and that's partly my schedule I'll, as well. I'll bring him on the show for real, mm. and we'll show because I feel like he's gotten a bad rap now. Everybody just knows him from the screaming, but 
he's very talkative and he has strong opinions about things. I, hey, I've had dinner with him multiple times. He's been a, he's been That's a true. model citizen at dinner. So yeah, the, uh, I, I still have the, the utmost respect for Asbel Mutai Kiprop. Yeah, he likes his Uncle Jason. And he peed on the toilet for the first time. Ooh, that's a big one. I know, we got all his underwear that's not being used. (laughs) Come on, we bought this stuff. Let's get it going. All right, on that topic, let's go to email about track and field. Uh, We have one, two, three, four. We got a a long one from Francis from last week, which I'm going to have you read. I'm going to have you read that one last because you're good on the, the reading, the long emails. That's not true, but I'll try. Uh, Let's go to... I just get tired by that point. <laughs> Brian, the emailer formerly from Raleigh, but now from PA. Drink. Sydney chill out strikes again. A PR in the 200-400, the latter being one of the fastest times for a junior, both in U.S. and world history. And just off the collegiate record, Jason's 2018 prediction about Miss Chill Out is looking good. Yes. Do you think that she'll get the collegiate record this year? How do you think that this will translate to the four hurdles? If she creeps closer to 49, despite, uh, despite how that would translate to the hurdles, she may end up sticking to the open four, which is what we discussed earlier. 49.71 is the collegiate record. I think she'll break 50, but I don't Wait, re- think she'll get 49.71. And I think Kendall Ellis could get it too. So the collegiate record might change. Remind me, you have to run that in a college meet or you can just run that anywhere? Well, let me look at the... I, all, I, I, I can get goes. those for you. you. Well, it depends who's looking at the... Let me look at the USTFCCA... Because if she had to run it like at, you know, NCAA championships, um, I mean that obviously decreases her odds. I wouldn't. I mean that that is a very fast time, and it's. It, I'm not saying oh she could easily do it. I wouldn't be totally shocked if she was able to do that in a like a diamond league. Um, yeah. And then, but didn't do it in the right meet where it didn't count. Yeah. No, I get you. Uh, I'm trying to find the. What is this? But I mean, the women's I'm college lost. four is also really great. So she's going to have great competition at NCAAs. So right. that'll be that'll be a great, great race. Let me look at one other spot here to see um, while you talk about that next part of his email. Oh, yeah. Which was about... Oh, here it is. Regarding last week's question, sorry, about Camora versus Kipchoge. I give Camora the upper hand at the half marathon. I feel like 30 to 35K would be a pretty even match. Kipchoge takes it beyond that. Give Kamora a few years and he'll be taking the marathon torch from Kipchoge. If Kipchoge isn't running in 2020, Kamora for Olympic gold. What do you think of that? Uh, Kipchoge has already defied the odds for being really great at the marathon for like a while, like multiple, multiple years. Like he's passed. I mean, I guess you could say Kip Sang's been really great at it for, he's, he was great first and he's still very good. Um, but Kipchoge mm-hmm. has taken it to a, another level uh i i mean based on history we should guess that kipchoge won't continue to be this great for the next couple years but he might be one of those guys that i just refuse to accept that he's gonna get bad and i'll just pick him until he's until it actually happens so like i mean if you said hey kipchoge's gonna win gold in 2020 i'd be like of course he is that's yeah he's the greatest ever it appears 4971 is the just overall record okay Although these ones don't, these ones don't include the out of. I don't think anybody's run it, but all. But it's yeah. So I wasn't sure about that, but man, if you give me the over, I mean, uh, that, I mean that's obviously at a crazy good time. I certainly think she's going to go under fifty. Um, I'm going to say she runs under forty nine seventy one at one point this year. Wow, just like 
perfect race happens. I mean, that's, I don't, I, I, I'm not feeling uh, super, super cocky about that, but I, I think she could do it. That would be, I mean, how much longer is the season going to go past NCAAs? That's the other thing. Yeah. And, and, you think, you th- I mean, she, she might run USA's, but I'm, is she going to do a Diamond League season? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, she I might get know. one or two races, but I mean, she's going to get, she'll get a few chances in NCAAs and yeah, like I said, maybe USA's. Okay. Outside of college season, 49.84 was the fastest time. So 49.71. Oh, okay. Maybe. Yeah. So if you include out of, out of season times. Yeah. And okay. So. McLaughlin's fifty oh seven was the one. Well, wait, first of all, which what do you prefer? Do you think if they set if a collegian, so say you're a junior, right, and then you just run through the season and you run at USA's, should that count as a collegiate record? That's a good question. Like, yeah, if you like, if you say you go to the Olympics when you're in college, like that probably shouldn't count as a collegiate record, right? It should probably, as much as I hate, like the. I think it should. You're still in college. I mean, if you're if you're a senior and you're already graduated, maybe no. But if you're still an underclassman, you're a college athlete still. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's an interesting one, and it it is weird just because so many, uh, you know, either don't don't go four years or you know stop at certain points. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know how I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about that one. It looks like six women total have gone under fifty as collegians, either in the season or out of the season. Okay. A lot of them, you know, five of the six did it out of the season. I'm guessing most of them weren't 18. I don't think they were. And I'm wondering if, when is the cutoff then? Is it, if you're a senior, does it end at the end of that summer? Right. Or these juniors who did it before they were seniors? I think it's going to be fun to watch with Kendall Ellis in there too. Yeah, that'll be great. How long do you think McLaughlin stays in college? Do you think she stops after this year? Does she go through next year? If you went pro this year, you're opening up the possibility to then extend your season, I guess, in a non-championship year. So it would make more sense just to stick around to, to 2019, I would think. Yeah, the only I guess the only thing I worry about is if you are in college next year, then you have that crazy long season. And by the time world championships come along, you might have that what we see college kids all the time do in USA's or worlds where you're just completely exhausted. Well, you can always bounce before outdoor yeah, or red shirt or something like that. Red, red shirt indoor and then just do outdoor. Yeah. A lot of, it just, it's, it would be weird to be untethered this year when you're pretty, you're pretty far away from the Olympics. Number one. And you're also at a year where there's no championships. But it's the, I mean, it's the question everybody's asking. Right, right. and Everybody whatever she does, I mean, she'll be great and it won't really matter too much. It's just, it's just kind of interesting yeah. to think what will Well, the other, yeah, well, the other part of it too is she's essentially training in a pro group now. Like if you're getting to train with Kenny Harrison yeah, so and it Corey Carter. Really, yeah. And her coach is the coach of those pro athletes. What's different? It's like, okay, well, you could change your meet schedule and you could have a little, like you'd have more free time and you could go to, you know, you could not go to class or something, you know, you could wait to do school later. She seemed like the person who would still do school though. Right. 
I guess just make them. I don't know. Make the money while you can. Well, that's always. I mean, what I would recommend because you never know what happens to your. Jason's always about make that well, money. It's, yeah, it's all about that cheese and stuff. Um, no, but it's hey, but you never know. Like you really never know. And I hope she's yeah. running ten years from now. But you just never know. And she by next year, by right now, she's one of the best in the world. So take advantage mm-hmm. of that when you can. Yeah. All right, Mike Z from Tampa. Yeah. Right in. Hey guys, watch City McLaughlin at Florida Relays and got me thinking, who's the greatest high school track athlete of all time? Doesn't depend on how f- how they fared in college or pro ranks. Some thoughts, City McLaughlin competing in the Olympics, Mondo Duplantis, Jim Ryan, first high schooler to break four. I'm sure there are others for consideration. Keep up the great work. That is Mike Z from Tampa. Yeah, I mean, uh, he... You were just talking about this. Yeah, he mentioned some great ones. Uh, Alan Webb, I guess you throw him on the list. I don't think he's number one, but for a singular performance, that might be, mm-hmm. that might be at the top uh, or I'm very close. Uh, Mary Kane would have to be on the conversation, even though I don't think she's number one. Um, yeah. Who else would be really good? I mean, no Lyles was really good too. Yeah. In, in high school. I got one. They, they say it's the hardest record to break like the hardest high school record to break Hmm. and it's the shot put michael carter father of michelle carter Hmm. uh his mark is 81 feet three and a half from 1979 wow the next closest is 77 feet two inches so he's thrown four feet farther than anybody in history and it's not like the united states isn't a good like shot putting country. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty bonkers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Alice uh, Felix. Yes. Also pretty was, good. Was really good. I mean, she, I know she, uh, at USA is what she finished like second or third. Mm-hmm. Um, and then right after she graduated, she was like one of the best, you know, she was, she was right there. So, um, she, she would have to be on that list too but I, i'm sure we're probably missing one or two but that's that's that'll get you started right there yeah i mean the 81 feet granted yeah, so that's it's crazy it's a high school shot but to be to be four feet better than the next best person in history and when you've done it uh, 40 years ago or whatever 1979 yeah he also has the third best mark the fifth best mark the sixth best mark and the ninth best mark so he's got one, two, three, four, five in the top ten. Yeah, that's pretty dominant. And the guy behind him, Ryan Krauser, is Ryan Krauser, gold medalist. Um, yeah, those are the ones that those are the ones that stood out to me. The who's the last person you said? Felix. Felix. Yeah, Felix is a good one too, because I mean the the record that what McLaughlin is chasing that world junior record in the two. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a Felix record, right? Has to be. Yeah, Felix ran I mean, twenty two eleven like at altitude, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, is, she's not chit. Which is still just twenty two eleven in high school is. Yeah. Was she in high school then, or was she one year out? I don't uh, know. She was in high school. I'm actually I, I looked her up because I was I just wanted to make sure I was getting the timelines right. So okay. she finished second. That was after her after her senior year. Of well, high school? yeah, she finished second at USA's. And then a few months later, 
in Mexico City. She ran 22.11. Doesn't technically count as a world junior record because mm-hmm. there was no drug testing at the meet. Um, yeah. But since she's taken a 7,000 drug test since then, I'm going to give her a pass. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's – well, I'm, I'm looking at her the all-time, right? Because the consistency is cool to look at too because a lot of people can do a one-off, especially in high school. But Felix is one, four, five, seven, eight. Yeah. On the, all t- on the all-time list. Pretty, pretty good. Don't, that would be my that would be my group. That five or six. But I mean, Mondo is up there. You're right, right? As a high schooler, he's competing with the best in the world. Yeah, and that's so. where like the difference between like Mondo and say Mary Kane. Like Mary Kane was unbelievable, and she rewrote every record basically, and yeah. half of them have been broken in the last couple of years. But as amazing as she was, and, and she was still like great on the national level, but she still like wasn't quite like competing with like Olympic champ. Like she wasn't at that level and it's, you know, maybe the nature of the event. I don't know. But so, so you kind of have to weigh those things, I guess. What's the best way. Yeah. I was saying, what's the best way to measure it? Wouldn't, I mean, you kind of have to do times, right? But is it like whose time is closest in percentage to that year's world lead? Like, would that be it? Because yeah, I mean, I I think you have to kind of go in that range, I guess. Right. And that's, you can't do like world record because some world, like you can't compare Jim Ryan in the sixties to El Garouge in the, in, you know, the ni- late nineties no, and the two thousands. Yeah. But like if Jim, you know, when Jim Ryan was running, he was one of the best in the world as a high schooler. Yeah. But that's the same thing with Mondo. Uh, you know, that wasn't the case with Mary Kane. Um, that probably was the case with Michael Carter, but you know, it was a, a different shot. I mean, was that the case with Webb? Uh, he wasn't one of the world's best. Yeah, three fifty three. I mean, was it, I mean that's still a kind of a crazy time. I mean, it, yeah, it was. But he, he didn't make he didn't make USA's that year. Or he, I mean, he ran USA's, but he didn't make. Yeah, he didn't make like worlds kinda, that year. Yeah, it kind of eliminates him. I'm gonna bring this up because it's been like a couple days since I brought this up. They cut live into Sports Center to show Alan Webb running in the USA fifteen hundred that year. Yeah, that's imagine that happening now, everybody, youngsters out there. That's a very imagine good point. that happening. Yeah, when it, yeah, if it comes to social import, just because the mile is so a- appealing to people, it's it's Webb Ryan and I think now Na- I mean McLaughlin has that sort of similar appeal, right? I guess it's it's not the same because it's 2017 and 18 when she's 2016 through 18 when she's doing all this stuff, so people are more distracted. Like you can't, you can't imagine like Sydney McLaughlin going on Letterman now. I mean, mostly because Letterman doesn't have a show. But <laughs> I really can't I mean, imagine. Does. It. It's, it seems impossible. It's on Netflix. He could that like that hour long thing. Like Obama, George Clooney. My next guest needs no introduction. It's Sydney McLaughlin. <laughs> but you can't imagine that. And I is that in part because it's not the mile and it's not the historic record, or is it just like we're more numb to like young people doing great things? I mean, Webb is Webb is like pre-LeBron, right? I mean, he's two thousand one. Yeah, so, it was, yeah, just two years before LeBron, basically, right? This whole the whole idea of somebody being really good at a young age. I mean, it's not it's not new, but I guess now maybe we're just we just seen so many stories of it happening that it wouldn't be as big a deal. Yeah, I was sorry. I was just the thinking. I was like the other high schooler who could Vashti Cunningham. Um, ah, was really great a couple years ago someone should do that someone like 
take their PR or whatever, like those 10 that we mentioned, rewind the podcast a bunch. <laughs> and those, like their, so when Felix ran 22 11 that year, you know, what, how did that stack up in the world? And I think that could give you a pretty good indication. And I wonder if that would match up just to how we're seeing them. Because, right, I mean, Kane's smashing all these high school records, you know, running 404. But she wasn't a, you know, and she made the, her junior, she made the final of Worlds. But she wasn't a threat to win. Right. In the way, in the way now, like, Mondo's like a threat to win. Cunningham is like a, a like a solid medalist every single time, and none of it's a you know to disparage anyone. No, all these, all all these athletes are numbers. so unbelievable. Once, once certain I think events lend themselves more to early dominance um, or, or early success, and especially like the differences between the genders and things like that. There's a lot there, but it would just be interesting to see that that data lined up. Yeah, it's, and I, I just did a quick thing on uh Tilla Sosa and uh number one time in the world in 2003 was Allison Felix. So we have our winner. <laughs> I mean, you but could say like, it wasn't certified it wasn't, you know, official certified, but she ran 2211. Uh Tori Edwards was second at 2228. Mm. At a, at Rome, you know, uh Rome Diamond League or not Diamond League, but whatever. So that's that's pretty and she crazy. got and she got busted for doping too. Uh, negative point five uh, on Allison Felix. Well, yeah, and, and, and yeah, do you have to? I guess you have to do the altitude adjustment then, or something. Yeah, I don't. But I st- I'll still, I'll take that maybe as the single most crazy thing that she had the best time in the world. At well, what did she? Do? So that was two thousand three. You said uh, yes, and that was the year she got. Oh, she didn't run at Worlds that year. That's right. Why didn't you run at Worlds? I don't know. Answer the question, Jason. <laughs> like she just called it after World Juniors, or she well, she ran World Juniors instead, I guess, because World Juniors was late in the year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, let me. See, so what's a? Can we get altitude now? See, there's a lot of homework now for somebody because now I'm asking for altitude conversions <laughs> too. Take the average of their top three performances. Well, because their next best time was twenty two fifty one. Yeah, so that's so, that is a big. I mean, even but say split the difference. I don't know. Very scientific. Yeah, let's go with that. And then she's among the top five. Okay, and she was into a negative wind, a very slight negative wind. I don't know. That's still is is this is this race on YouTube? It's a good question. Because I feel like if you watched it, maybe you could tell us the exact time. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be right. If it's not, it's a, it's a fail. Yeah, it's a dis- it's a disgrace. Uh, no, but there's video of her at the state track meet in 2003. I did a really quick search. I mean, Worlds was won that year in 2238. Wow. Felix finished second to VCB at the Olympics in 2218 the next year. Like, that's, man, I would have loved, can you imagine? I would have loved to see Allison Felix in that. <laughs> like, I mean, she legitimately, I mean, you could say, hey, she wouldn't have won, fine. But like she had a legit chance to win world championships as a high school kid. Yeah. I just watched her 100-meter win at the state. I mean, she won, but it wasn't dominating. But that was 100. Yeah. We all know that's different. <laughs> all right. Everybody's got homework. 
Let's go to another email. Thanks, Mike Z, for the question. Yeah, that's good. That spurred on a tangent. Uh, Aaron writes in. So I ran a 5K this weekend, windy and hilly. 17.26 second. All right, Aaron, we don't care about your wind. Well done, Aaron. Yeah, you get it. You ran 17.26 and you're like older and have more kids than me. <laughs> one coach of the year. Like, all right, we got it. Uh, but as I was finishing, I could hear the speakers playing a song. What would be the best and worst song to play? be playing as you finish a weekend road race? Ooh. P.S. The worst is Get It Started by the Black Eyed Peas. Yes, that, that's on the, the list of just worst songs in general, too. Um, run in, run in, run, run in, 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 run in. Yeah, not a fan of the Black Eyed Peas, me personally. Um, yeah, let's get it started. Obviously, that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Um <laughs> Whew, that's a good question. Best and worst. I mean, is there what kind of song would you want to hear? Nothing. I don't hear anything. This, there's a, this is a trick question. I want to hear nothing at the end of the. I just race. want to hear the, just want the to, cheers of the crowd. I just want everybody to be quiet and leave me alone. <laughs> now, I, I guess if if the crowd if it's so loud, this has happened very rarely, and it's more due to like the proximity of people cheering. If it's so loud that you can't hear yourself breathing, that can kind of help sometimes. Right? But other than that, no, I don't. You don't want some like Rocky, some version of of any sort of Rocky song. No, playing. if I want, if and I don't want it at the beginning either. If I want it at any point, it's like towards the middle when it's just really imperative that I'm like focused, right? And or I need some sort of like, if it's a longer race, I five k would qualify for here. You just need some sort of pick me up. Just, but yeah. by the end, if if it's the last four hundred of the race, I don't need that. Like. It's more of a distraction than anything. Mm. So there is no, for me, there is no good one. Uh, worst one, anything on Jock Jams volumes <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six was okay. Seven, eight, <laughs> nine through seventeen, and like just no, I don't want any of that. I feel like I mean we we used to make fun of Jock Jams a lot, and I think rightfully so. Um, but now I I really just want to pull up what Jock Jams, what the actual rundown of songs is. Because uh, oh, only uh, so there were one through five, and then there was Jock Jams, the All Star Jock Jams was yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Six. I called it six. The true fans called that six. <laughs> so jo- what was on it? Do you have the Jock Jams have the Volume one? one? Is that what is that what I'm looking at? Wow, twenty tracks. No, no, no. Look at six. Look at look at the last. Okay, one, the All Star. Uh, this actually, it's the it's only now one. That's what I call Jock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, for some reason, that one's the only one without a link, so I'm, I'm googling that. Um, okay, I, I don't know, like bad, bad song. I just songs, I guess that gets have like a really terrible, like I, I guess something that's like just like a really annoying hook that's stuck in your head. But really, that becomes anything when you're running. Your least favorite song is whatever song is stuck in your head when you're running. That's I that's think. a good point. Okay, so here's. Um, at least some of the songs. For some reason, it's difficult to find the entire... Oh, no, here we go. Track, sorry. So, we've got uh, Let's Get Ready to Rumble is the beginning. That's not really a song. I guess that's just the beginning. Classic. Uh, you start with Michael Buffett. We're not going to take it, because that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. That's bad. Uh, Hit Me Baby bad. One More Time. You know, how that's yeah, a sport okay. song. Um, that would totally get stuck in your head. Yeah. Too. Like, you'd slow down the beat, like, hit me, baby. <laughs> like, if you're running 5K, my 5K pace, that could slow it way down to an annoying level. Uh, bye, bye, bye. It's okay. a catchy song. I'll, I'll admit that. Who Let the Dogs Out? Because, of course, Baja Man. There. All day. Uh, I See You, Baby? I'll see you, baby. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you've heard uh, that. Song 2. 
I don't know what that is. Who's that by? I'm pressing play. It brought up a player um, that is doing nothing because they're saying, why are you trying to play the All-Star Jock Jams? Um, Song 2 by Blur. Woohoo! Oh, okay. That's That's fine. They play that like every stadium. I never never knew he said, when I feel heavy metal. I always thought, woohoo! I got my head shaved. Is that that one? No, my head checked. By a jumbo jet, it wasn't easy, but nothing Okay, I don't know most of the words I realized to that song, but I've heard it 7,000 times. Uh, Rock and Roll Part 2. Oof. See, these are these are bringing me back, but no, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to. Hip hop hooray! Uh, not even yeah, that's not bad. Jungle boogie, that's that's old school seventies. Um, right here, right now, makes me think of like a Ford commercial in the early two thousands. Yeah. You're parking your car <laughs> right now in a parking lot. Do you have one? Do you have like? I'm a, trying to think. Uh, Anything by Fits in the Tantrum. Of course, that'd be good. Uh, yeah, some really like fast banjo would be good in that situation. Um, <laughs> of Monsters and Boom, Men. There it is. Uh, Cotton Eye Joe would be a good one. Um, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> is that a No, no, I just, I just said that one. I don't know why. It just popped into my head when I said fast banjo, oh. I think. Um, Jeez, that's rough. Yeah. All right. Ready for the last email? Absolutely. All right, Francis is running anchor, and Jason's going to read it. All right, we'll do my best here. Dear House Run. So Renaud Levitlané posted a video of someone, maybe himself, wearing a Michelin Man costume, pole vaulting 3 meters uh, 10, approximately 10 feet 2 inches. And I'm traveling for work and spent most of my day on flights and in airport terminals. So I got to thinking, who would be your all-star lineup of mascots, all-star lineup of mascots be for a mascot Olympics? The Michelin man almost certainly handicaps himself in a pole vault due to all the extra supportive but plush rolls of presumably rubber material that Michelin brand tires are known for. Hashtag sponsored. Yep. Seriously, Michelin, why aren't you sponsoring House of Run? So for Mascot Olympics, here are my picks and why. This is going to get long. Uh, dishonorable mention, the NBC Peacock for cutting away from action during the worst moments. Same things, <laughs> some things never change. Uh, 10,000. Right from the get-go, the mascot Olympics has been tainted. The only finisher in the 10,000 is the Monopoly Man, as hotels and railroads started springing up around the track as early as lap four, with participants starting to declare bankruptcy in the last two miles of the race. (laughs) Only capitalism wins here, folks. 100 meter, the people's event. Everyone has heard of Usain Bolt, fastest man in the world. But do you know what's faster than than a man? A hedgehog. Hedgehogs have a land speed of about four miles per hour. Sonic? That's what I'm guessing he's going. Hedgehogs have a land speed of about four miles per hour, and while humans can run 28 miles per hour, humans are also way bigger, like at least 10 times bigger. So that makes hedgehogs proportionally able to run 40 miles per hour, right? I'm asking. I'm no math person. And uh, And what hedgehog mascot is the most beloved among track fans? That's right. Hero the Hedgehog. The mascot from the London uh, 2017 World Championships. Now, capturing the hearts and minds Sonic. of the public, Hero the Hedgehog also captures the gold here. I don't know. If, is, is Sonic technically a mascot? I mean, he's a character. I, that's, I guess. Yeah, I mean, right, I guess yes. if, we're, if we're sticking to like sports mascots, that's probably uh, why he did not go with that. 110 meter high hurdles. The most dis- difficult team to make. The 110 high hurdles is an exercise in maneuverability. And no one is better at maneuvering both physical hurdles as well as the hurdles that come with affordable insurance than flow from progressive. We almost <laughs> managed the insurance sweep, but while Aaron Insurance managed to finish second, the Affleck duck Lolo Jones did and tripped at the very end. <laughs> Turns out having duck feet probably doesn't help in hurdle races. 
whatever why why there's such dominance in the uh they're not competitive that, yeah, at all it's, it's, it, 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 that's interesting to me uh 200 meters one would think that here the hedgehog would follow in usain bolt's large footsteps and compete the short uh the shorter easy double one would also think that since this is the mascot Olympics, only mascots are allowed to compete. This doesn't stop Ramul Gulia from causing an upset <laughs> winning the 200-meter gold over the favorite hero, the Hedgehog. Other notable athletes, Chester Cheetah was originally not allowed to compete as he posed a dangerously cheesy health risk to the other competitors and thus was barred from competition. However, he was reinstated in the 200 after running a lone time trial and came in third. Like Makwala. It's perfect. Yeah. Uh, the 20 uh, race walk and 50 uh, kilometer race walk. The race walk events were both won by the Energizer Bunny. Rumors are going and going and going around in the mascot Olympic Village that the Energizer Bunny actually went right from 20k into 50k without a break. There are other. <laughs> there are also other rumors about the Energizer Bunny going around the female population of the Olympic Village, but this is a family show. Yeah, that's, it is that's good. Easy, easy, Francis. 3,000 meter steeplechase. This event was unfortunately canceled due to the Kool-Aid man breaking through all the barriers. <laughs> he received both an immediate disqualic- disqualification due to breaking the rules, as well as a lifetime ban due to breaking the steeple barriers. The wall from the call room to the track, and pretty much every wall between the practice track and the stadium. <laughs> this is fantastic. Uh, 400 meters. There's only one cereal that gives you the energy to run a full lap around the track, and that is Frosted Flakes. Tony the Tiger is more than good. He's great as he surges around the track to victory. Not too far behind is Sonny the, Co- the Cuckoo and dreams of a bowl of Cocoa Puffs dashed by his second place finish. For third, Lucky the Leprechaun rounds out his cereal, this cereal trio as he just can't keep the others from getting his pot of gold. Four by one. Uh, this was a tough event okay. to contest since there are only a few brands that have multiple mascots. But the old spice men, Isaiah Mustafa to Terry Crews to Terry Crews Pecs to Terry Crews Biceps came to the top speed. <laughs> <laughs> However, Isaiah Mustafa's botched his hand off when the baton turned into a horse and then diamonds then back into a horse. <laughs> the Keebler L's steal the victory with the classic original re- uh, recipe underhand- underhanded passing as well as bold new flavors. The, fr- the, the, the French style, right? The underhand pass? Oh, that's right, yeah. Snack, cr- yeah. Snap, crackle, and pop are DQ'd as there's only three of them, and this is a four-person relay. That's uh, they, mm-hmm. they popped into my head. Uh, now we got the 5K. Uh, here's a riddle about our winner. Who originates from another country, is beloved by American track fans, has a catchy uh, salute, and his name starts with Ch. That's right, the Taco Bell Chihuahua. Everyone knows the 5,000 meter. Everyone knows about the Taco Bell Chihuahua. When it comes to the Taco Bell value meal, don't go hard or suffer the rest of your day on the toilet. <laughs> Chalimo quote good. there. Uh, 800 meters. The winner of the 800 is Spuds McKenzie, the former Bud Light mascot. Fun fact, mm. did you know the dog used as a mascot while portrayed as a male in the commercials was actually female? That's what Wikipedia tells me, but don't know how this relates to 800, but something about it seems very familiar. <laughs> oh, these are these are clever. I'll go, definitely give them that. Uh, decathlon, the winner of the decathlon is the only person to claim the title of world's greatest athlete. And it's only fitting that the Dos Equis guy, the most interesting man in the world, takes this title pretty much uncontested. However, Chuck E. Cheese gets points, uh, bonus points for being a crowd pleaser as always. Uh, discus, hammer, javelin, and shot put. There's only one buff non-Terry Crews mascot that is able to pick up gold medal, as well as dirt, grime, and grease, and that's Mr. Clean himself. Yes, with four gleaming gold medals to, uh, to, to go along with gleaming countertops you get from his product. That's right, a clean sweep. <sighs> so good. Oh, Pole man. vault. I mean, it's got to be the Michelin man, right? Yeah, I think that goes without saying. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Triple jump, despite winning in, in the pole vault, the Michelin Man and his bounciness really can be go- uh, only good for one thing, bouncing over and over again. However, due to his unfamiliarity with the event, the Michelin Man ends up fouling on all attempts. Your triple jump champion is the Tootsie Roll Owl, who is an expert at counting one, two, three. Uh, the Marathon. Oh my god. Some would expect the Energizer Bunny to be the favorite in the marathon, marathon, but despite being able to keep an honest pace, the Energizer Bunny cannot keep up with the change of pace. Up front are two titans of mascotry, uh, locked in eternal battle for maybe forever, like flow track and spell check. <laughs> spell kip, Robert, Roger, Bannister, pro runners, and let's run. We have our one-two finners in, in mortal enemies, Ronald McDonald and the Burger King with and the Burger King, with Ronald McDonald edging out the win. I mean, have you ever had a twenty-piece? Have you ever had twenty-piece nugs? And the fries are way better too. But like in the nightmares of many people, the Burger King isn't far behind. Always there, always watching, always waiting. Fifteen. Oh go. go, please. No, I was just break. saying. By the way, most of those most of those spelling errors are my fault. I take personal responsibility for this. Uh, you want me to do the fifteen hundred? Jump in, break? yeah. Uh, Colonel Sanders pulls out the victory here. While many would criticize KFC's mascot as a truly unworthy, as truly unworthy of the victory in an honest pace, they had the best eleven herbs and spices. I mean, the best first eleven hundred meters. And when it was time for a finishing kick, their buckets of chicken had a kick that no one could match. There's no Matt Sentowich joke here. I'm running out of notable mascots. Also, I guess by getting out of the first round at USA's last year and with a three thirty seven and one fifty three down under this year, perhaps the old Colonel Sanders was better. Than the new Reba McIntyre-based one we've got now. High Jump, the Cuddy Sark. When I think High Jump, I think Majestic. And there's possibly only one thing in the world that can be classified as a mascot for the word Majestic. Long Jump, Hamburger Helper. Did anyone else pretend to run along the landscape with your fingers on a long, on long car rides? That's what would happen here. And since he's all fingers, he would probably uh, wouldn't foul out. I'm sleep deprived. I'm running out of mascots, and I've spent the past two hours writing about a fictional mascot Olympics. <laughs> Fight me. 400 meter hurdles. I'll, that's a problem with track. Like, you start out doing something. This is me talking now, not Francis. But then you have to do it for every event, and there's just so many events. Yep. So, any good idea or any enthusiasm you had by the time it gets to the end, it's tough. And then you write things like Fight Me. Uh, 400 hurdles. All states mayhem. The dude that keeps messing up people's stuff in the commercials for fun. Yeah, I never got that either. Uh, comes with a victory. The foreign hurdles also a very deep event in the U.S. with athletes like George Amelie, Sidney McLaughlin, Corey Carter, and now Kenny Harrison. An event where something weird can strike out of nowhere, like the 2017 U.S. Championships. Absolute mayhem. Four by four. Last event in every track meet. We're at the bottom of the barrel. Some mascots are doubling back. We're all tired. We want to go to sleep. McDonald's has their mascots all ready to go. Wendy's has a team made up. Uh, of all the Wendy's, including the hot one that doesn't actually eat any of the food at Wendy's. <laughs> we even had a team of holiday-themed cereal mascots, Frankenberry, Count Chocolate, Booberry, and the tri- Trix Rabbit. But none of them, not even myself, until I just thought it up, could believe, could believe the team of the red, blue, green, and yellow M&Ms could pull it off. The consistency, while each having their own unique flavor and texture, leads to great handoffs, and the fact that they melt in your mouth, not in your hand, leads them each to succeed over 45 seconds worth of hard running without melting away. They move so fast, it's almost as if the universe just popped a whole mouthful of them at once. Thus concludes our coverage of the 2018 Mascot Olympics. Keep calm and hashtag sponsor House of Run. Francis from New Jersey. P.S. Honest to goodness, these are apparently mascots according to Wikipedia. Condom Man. Maria for the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention. Count Alfred Chocula. Alfred is apparently the first name, not Count. Chinese, quote, Chinese baby, end quote for Jello. Dusty the Dust Hole. Julius Pringles. Julius is his first name, apparently. Randy the Transistor Radio and Toilet Duck. (laughs) I remember Toilet Duck uh, at one point, like the commercials for that. Oh, nice. uh, I did not know Count Chocula had an actual first name of Alfred. Uh, so that's that's yeah, fun yeah. to learn. 
and Julius Pringles. I mean, with that mustache, I'm not shocked he's called Julius Pringles. <laughs> Julius Pringles. That's good. Nice job. That Francis. was fantastic. Well I, I, I enjoyed that a lot. It was worth your time. I know you might have thought it wasn't at the time, but the commitment to all the events really pushed that one over the top. Yeah, that's hard. Very I mean, that's, that's more writing than I've done in the past like four years. Well done. Nice job. All right, housewarn.gmail.com is the email address where you can write in. Emails don't need to be long. They can be as short as Aaron's where you're just like, hey, what's the worst song you can listen to at the end of a, a race? So Yeah, we'll take recommendations for that too. For sure, for sure. Uh, we'll take recommendations for anything. Uh, write in and let us know. Commonwealth takes. We want to cover it all next week. Uh, thanks to all the emailers. Thanks again to Aaron. Who wrote in? Strong AA Ron presence. Aaron and AA Ron. Right? Yeah. Um, we got, you know, we have a lot of Joshes that listen to the show. I think we talked about at one point, but we have a lot of AARONs that listen to our show. That's true. Yeah, we it's, it's it's good. I mean, there was not as many emails, but still, they were all solid, and we still got to eighty plus minutes somehow. Well, well, Francis's email is like six. That's true. That counts. <laughs> all right. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, let us know what's on your mind. Send us a tweet. Send us an email. I think my daughter might have made an appearance about 10 minutes ago. I heard some screaming. Oh, so I did not hear it, but maybe, maybe the spoke to well. spoke to <laughs> got a little too confident that we could get through an episode without that. But that's the flavor the people tune in for. Apparently, uh, Jason, I hope you have a great rest of your week, man. No more March Madness. Yeah, you. so I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. And uh, baseball season started. Even though the Cubs aren't off to a great start, I'm still very excited. Uh, Kyle Schwarber is not as big as he He's be. lost a lot of weight. It's, it's good for mm-hmm. him. He's, he's, uh, he's hitting the ball pretty well, too. So really ugly fielding in the first game. But uh, since then, looking, looking pretty solid. How many games have they played so uh, far? Five. Okay. Yeah. So, Ooh, so we're not we're not close to the All Star break. So we got 157 to go before the <laughs> before the playoffs. So they're gonna make a late okay. charge. All right. Yeah. Sit and kick. Exactly. <laughs> lying in wait. Are they 0 and 5? No, they're 2 and 3. But they've okay. played two terrible teams so far. So time to panic. No, I mean I'm, don't go on Cubs Twitter. Like that's that'll be a disaster. But. Uh, yeah, people who panic the first week of baseball, like, come on, what are you doing? That's what's great about baseball. It's it's, it's the whole summer. It's every day. It's it's yeah, just you know. I mean, sure, I'll scream at the TV during games because I'm a crazy person. But like, I I, right. I can be when I'm not actually watching. I'm I'm very like realistic and uh, like reasonable person when it comes to this stuff. We'll try to squeeze in some Commonwealth. Definitely, we'll do that. And and other another track, you know, try to. F- you know, make sure your track diet doesn't uh, decrease. No, definitely, definitely these, won't. These pivotal, these pivotal, pivotal April baseball games. It's, they they are very important. Um, but I will I will spread my uh, I will spread my interest all all along. So it's 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 no big deal. Oh, one more thing before I go, I wanted to mention people may not heard of it. Uh, I do another pod um, that's posted up on Flow Track. This one's posted on Flow Track as well too. So those of you who like to like listen to your desk, you know, I put it in the. Uh, up on the site and it's embedded there so you can play it directly there but the other one on the run um that i do with jojo usually come this one usually comes out wednesday thursday and the on the run one comes out thursday friday so hopefully you're looking for more running podcasts uh check that out um guests etc yeah on that on that show yeah you get the uh yeah we haven't done a ton of guests here because you've been getting 
a ton of guests there, which is kind of a, a good thing. So you get to hear us, you know, just blather on and make stupid jokes. But then uh, if you actually want to hear like athletes and stuff talk, yeah, listen to On the Run because I do. I, I like to listen to that. There you go. Thank you. We got one. One more. Let us know if you're listening. All right. Until next week, I'm Kevin. He's Jason. Write us. HouseofRunnersGmailNet.com. Almost made it to the end. No mistakes. I'm leaving now. Fight me. Jessica Ennis. And that's what I call Jock James. <laughs> oh, that was a great line. When you, when you said that, I, I, I lost it pretty good there. <laughs>